Hello and welcome back everyone. This is your spooky host, Tyler. And I'm Tori. And today I did not come up with a good intro, so we're just gonna go back to the basics. <laughs> not even gonna try? Nah. Eh. Not even one of the, like, imagines? Nah. Nothing? I've been doing this too much. Eh, I wanna switch it up a bit, you know? True. Yeah. As you guys can tell, this episode has a lot of thought put into it. So much thought, it just hurts my brain. Yeah, you know, I definitely wrote down, like, a couple words in my notebook for the intro. Like, <laughs> by this time tomorrow, and that's all I got. Had no idea where I was going with that, but that, that was it. I just do all this work, and I put down all of these notes on a piece of paper, and you don't do that much. That's so sad. Yep. You know me, I procrastinate. <laughs> very much. Yeah, that's very true. So, Tori, do you want to introduce this week's episode? So this week's episode is actually on one of the Dark Pictures Anthology games. It's called Until Dawn. You guys may have actually heard us talk about it before. We definitely talked a little bit about it uh, last week uh, when we were talking about Cree. Oh, last week was the Halloween special. Oh, then mm, probably the week before. Someone's not listening to the episodes. Huh, for a co-host, you sure don't know the episode order. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm busy actually writing the notes down for the next episode. Mmm, well played. <laughs> well played. I guess you're not following us on social media. I at least, I am following <laughs> you guys and us. <laughs> you got us. <laughs> Tor is now speaking in third person. <laughs> But yeah, we definitely have talked about Until Dawn and the Dark Picture Trilogy, which is very fun. It is. I highly recommend it. I'm not much of a gamer, but I do love these games. Not much of a gamer? You spent like 200 hours in Fire Emblem alone, and that's not counting the fairy tale game or like, oh my god, okay, what was the I'm other one? I'm not a fan of horror games. <laughs> Shush. We beat Resident Evil together on multiple occasions. Yeah, and I kept handing the controller over to you when it was like the first person one. Kept getting scared. Oh, I was talking about Resident Evil 5 and 6 where it was multiplayer. Yeah, but those ones weren't as scary. I'm talking about like the revamp of like the second one and the first one. Was it the first one? No, it was the second and third, right? Yeah. Yeah, those ones are scary. Oh, 100%. Yeah. And it's just terrifying some of these like liquors and some of the monsters that are in there one of the monsters is called a liquor in case you yeah. did not know it's a morphed like demon dog that has a yeah it, it's really creepy unless you watch one of the videos that shows like the mod like of one of the bad guys mr x wearing a speedo then it's not so scary <laughs> Actually, we watched one of Resident Evil 3's entire opening, but every character was replaced with someone else. So instead of Jill Valentine, it was Shaggy from Scooby-Doo. Uh, one of the other characters was Rick from Rick and Morty. One of them was, like, Patrick Starr. Yeah. Oh, and then Shrek was uh, the big monster chasing her oh, in the beginning. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then it was funny because you would hear random quotes of, Get, that's my swamp, or, like, whatever Shrek quotes there are. <laughs> But yeah, horror games are fantastic, and Until Dawn is, oh, that was peak, because it's more of like watching a movie, you're just deciding what happens. And there is some exploring options, like, you know, you can walk around, but you can't run or anything, it's super 
light walking. You can find you can some fast clue. Walk at least. Yeah, but even then, it's not like that much jogging. faster. <laughs> yeah, it's really not that much faster though. Yeah, you know, it, it's cool because you can do a little bit of exploring and find clues that tell you deeper things of what's going on with the story, what's going on. But what was so unique about Until Dawn that Supermassive Games created was that they meshed so many horror movie genres together. And then on top of it, you kind of got to pick what you wanted to see throughout the game. So there's a moment, and by the way, spoilers, there's a moment in the game where... You're talking to this doctor in first person, and he's showing you, like, these different cards of, like, what frightens you. So, like, you'll see rats versus spiders. You'll see clowns versus scarecrows. And then you pick those options and keep moving on. And the options that you've picked the most, you actually see randomly throughout the game. Yeah, these games really do rely heavily on the butterfly effect, um, which is... Also a guys, great movie starring Ashton Kutcher. <laughs> if you guys don't know what the butterfly effect is, it's basically you toss a rock somewhere and it's a ripple effect where you see it down the line almost. For instance, one of the things, spoilers again if you haven't played it, is you're at a shooting range and you get the choice to either shoot a can or shoot, I want to say, like a squirrel. Yeah, it was a squirrel. And if you choose the squirrel, then later on in the game, animals will come after you and make it easier for the killer to track you because you're going to be bleeding from a wound. Yeah, but that if- one's a little bit of a stretch, though, because, like, you shoot at the bird and then randomly at one point, like, or the squirrel, and then, like, a bird randomly, like, scratches you across the eye or something like that. Yeah. It is a stretch, but it also shows the butterfly effect. Yeah. You hit a squirrel, and later on, it comes back to bite you in the ass. So, don't shoot squirrels with BB guns. Moral no. of the story. It's very mean. It is very mean. It wasn't even a BB gun. I thought it was a real gun. It might have been, like, a twenty-two. Maybe, because it was, like, an older in the mountains shooting range. Yeah, I thought it was a BB gun, but... Maybe. I can't remember. Another really cool thing about this game is that it stars Hayden Panettiere and Rami Malek. As well as some other really great actors. Yeah, the guy um, in the first couple seasons of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is in. I'm blanking on his name, but he was really cool. And that's all the ones that stand out to me. (laughs) (laughs) But that being said, everyone else in the game, like, they were, they did an awesome job acting. Agreed. And like I said, this game is essentially a movie. You're just kind of going along whatever choices you make affect the outcome of the ending. You can have an ending where everyone survives or you can have an ending where everyone dies. And if you want, because you really do get to know these characters more. I personally had one person, one character that I hated the whole game. Emily? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So I purposely failed these little... Button pressing quick time events. Yeah, so she could die. Because I'm just like, go away. I don't like you. (laughs) Leave. Die. Dang. That's savage. Yeah. I hated the ending. The ending was such crap because you come to find out that there's this like serial killer, but it's really not a serial killer. It's Rami Malek messing with everyone because his twin sisters were killed a year earlier because of a mean joke that all his friends played on his sisters. At the end of the game, come to find out there's actually Wendigo and there's a bunch of them, which another reason why I love this game because Wendigo is one of my favorite monsters. 
everyone's standing in this cabin, and there is this moment in the game where you have to hold the controller still, and if you move the controller just slightly or jerk it, then the motion sensors in the controller react to the game, and it's supposed to be like the Wendigo senses your movement and comes and kills you. You have to, if you keep every character alive, you have to do this for every single character and hope they don't die. So the ending is such crap because Hayden Panettiere always dies in my game and I never want her to die, but she's always the first one and I screw up on the, <laughs> the holding the controller. It sounds a lot easier than it is, but it's very hard. <laughs> yeah, deeply upsetting. So is uh, Hayden Panettiere's character your favorite? Hayden Pantier was, like, one of my younger crushes when I was little. Because I watched her in the show Heroes, and I was like, she's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Stand by it. She's great. Yeah. I think if I had to save one character, it would probably be Chris or Ashley. Because they're, the, like, the sweetest of the group. Like, they don't have very much beef with any of the others. I just think it's so interesting that Rami Malek's character, Josh, he literally sets up this whole thing to get to play just like a mean prank on his friends. Yeah, literally. Whole Although, revenge scheme. <laughs> do you want to tell what the prank was? Yeah, go for it. So a year prior, Rami Malek's sisters, uh, Hannah and Beth, they're all grouped together in this cabin, you know, a nice vacation week or weekend or whatever. And you come to find out that Hannah actually has a crush on one of the other characters, Mike. So pretty much most of the group, save for Chris and Josh and I believe Beth as well, they set up this whole prank to basically seduce Hannah and get her to declothe in front of Mike and... While they're recording and taking photos. Yeah. And Hannah gets really embarrassed and, like, literally runs out of the house without any jacket. And it's snowing outside. It, they're up in the mountains, basically. Yeah, and the only way to get to this cabin is by a gondola. Yeah. And Beth, her twin sister, actually follows her out. One of the most iconic lines I always laugh about is when, I believe it's Emily that says it. Yeah. Hannah goes running into the snow, and Emily goes, It was just a prank, Han. <laughs> and she says it so nasally. It's really funny. I know. She's, again, she's one of my hated characters. Well, yeah, she's like the typical series. mean girl. And that was that's what's also great about this game, is that they stuck to, like, the horror tropes of, like, you know, the jocks, the funny guy, the mean cheerleader, yada, yada, yada. Mm -hmm. they, they hit it all. It, it was great. Yeah, so after Beth and Hannah run out, they fall off a cliff, and that's all you basically see of them. So they are either missing and or dead, but no bodies have been found. A year later, Josh actually, like Ty said, sets up this whole prank to put his friends in this horror type of situation where there's a killer on the loose to get back at everyone, basically. Yeah, even though there's no killers, Josh wearing a mask and kidnapping his friends and putting them in these really scary situations that don't actually end in death. Oh, the Saul moment was so creepy. Oh, God. So it's Josh and Ashley, and they're sitting in a chair tied up. There's a gun in front of them, and then there's, like, this saw coming down on both of them. So, or not Josh. Um, Chris. Chris. Chris and Ashley are sitting in. Josh is the one masterminding it. 
So they're sitting down in this chair, a saw's coming down, and the killer's telling Chris, you can either shoot her or shoot yourself, but if you don't do anything, the saw's gonna kill you both. Ashley's like crying, like, please, I don't wanna die, da da da. No, I think that's actually Josh and... Josh and Ashley are both tied up to a board, remember? No, well, no, that's an earlier one, because that's supposed to give away that Josh is dead. This happened twice, because the option that Chris has is you can try to shoot yourself, but there's no bullets in the gun, or it's a blank or something like that. Right, but then there's no saw in... Yeah. That was there? There's a saw coming down on both of them. I don't remember that one. Yeah, but the earlier one you're thinking of is where Chris has to choose between... Josh and Ashley, and if you choose, most of the people are going to pick Ashley because, you know, the game's hinting that they have this big romance going on. But if you choose Ashley, then uh, Josh dies. But if you choose Josh, Josh still dies. Right. Yeah, because it's supposed to be rigged, and Josh, Josh is Tissi- really behind, like, a board, and it's a dummy that gets cut in half, and all of these, like, pig organs or whatever comes out to make it look real, but... Yeah, nobody actually dies throughout that. During that moment where even if you choose Josh to live and he dies, he still anticipated Chris picking Ashley to live. Mm. And Josh and Chris are supposed to be best friends. Yeah, like during the whole prank, Chris and Josh are actually like passed out drunk while the whole prank is going on the year prior. He knows that Chris has nothing to do with it, so I don't know why he's putting Chris through all that all that stuff. Yeah, I don't know. Doesn't make sense. Yeah, well, the whole thing is that Josh was crazy because, yeah. you know, this horrible thing happened to his sister and he went a little bit insane. And you Both of his sisters. Yeah, and then you throughout the game you find out that there's... Well, you can find out if you find the notes, but, like, the doctor's telling him, like, you shouldn't be doing this and all this other crazy stuff. But then at the same time, you get, like, a view into Josh's mind where you're seeing it through first person or through Josh's eyes. And he's talking to the doctor, and the doctor's the one that's helping you decide what scary stuff's going to happen throughout the game. It's super cool. You guys should play it. <laughs> I definitely recommend it. Yeah, and, you know, they did such a good job, and now they're, they're doing another trilogy of horror games, which we're going to talk about one in the next week's episode. Little <laughs> Hope. You probably saw my... Post on Instagram and Twitter about it. Maybe not, but I did. Basically based on the Salem Witch Trials. It is not the Salem Witch Trial. It is a witch trial. I'm saying it's based off of the Salem Witch Trials. I know that there were other witch trials going on, like, around the Salem Witch Trials era, but the Salem Witch Trials is the more prominent. So it had most of the marketers? All the people were uh, funding the Salem Witch Trial, but not the... uh, no, just, like, the whole, like, witch fever you know, was going around. No, and... I know. I was just messing around. <laughs> Don't test me, Naismith. <laughs> what was the uh, your scariest moment in Until Dawn? Oh, God. It has been a while since I've played it, but I think anything revolving around the Wendigos themselves okay. was scary, but then also... Hayden Panettiere's character at one point, she is running through the house in a bath towel away from this, like, serial killer. And I always cringe because whether she gets caught or not, well, she always does get caught whether you succeed on the button pressing or not, but a syringe goes in her neck and I always have to look away with that. 
Okay, that's a good one. That's a good one. What about you? Who? I know you hate the ending of holding the remote still. Well, that's just more frustrating than anything. <laughs> What's the scariest part then? <sighs> the scariest part? The premonitions. Throughout the game, you'll find like these little tiki totem things. They'll give you like a three second clip of something that could potentially happen. And then the whole game, you're left wondering, is this going to happen or is this not going to happen? Is this going to happen? Oh my God, what choices do I make? What, if I make this choice, this could lead to that possible ending. Oh my God. Like, you'll see someone falling off a cliff and hitting their head, and you're just like, well, I don't want that to happen. Yeah, like, I know the first premonition, the one of Hannah and Beth falling, that does always come true. Usually, whether you succeed in the button press thing or not, it shows whether it's gonna show the premonition or not. Yeah. Another really creepy scene was when Jess gets pulled through the window by one of the Wendigos, and she's being dragged, like... Possibly in her underwear or in like some sort of clothes through the wilderness in the snow. Yeah, depending on how well you were able to romance her as Mike, (laughs) depending on how naked you can get her. (laughs) Even though there's no nudity in the game. She's getting dragged through the mountains in the snow by one of the Wendigo, which is actually. I won't spoil that. I want people to play the game and find that out for themselves. But she's getting dragged and you're running through the woods as Mike trying to chase her so you have to choose between taking all like these super hard paths or these cautious paths and if you take all the cautious paths just gonna die so you got to risk it for the biscuit and to go through all the crazy stuff to try and save her but then if you fail on any of the button pressing at that point she did she did yeah Oh, another good moment was when I, I think it's as Jess if she survives she's walking through the cave and you'll hear voices, and it's actually one of the Wendigos that's, like, mimicking their voices, trying to lure her. Oh. Or no, maybe that was cave? Matt. That might have been Matt that could die in that. No, because I think that was a female that was in the, like, mining caves. Yeah, because I know Jess was going through the mines. Yeah. No, yeah, Jess meets up with Matt in the mines at one point. Yeah, after Matt actually goes to the sanitarium and... Possibly befriends a wolf. No, that's and all Mike, that. not Matt. Oh, I'm getting them confused. Yeah, there's a lot of characters. <laughs> I'm sure everyone listening is just like, this is too much to handle. I know. There's so many characters. I could only write down so many. Yeah, but that whole scene, that was a creepy moment because you know, as you're playing, you're like, never go towards the voice whispering towards me. I think it was her that. When she's still in the cave, she has to, like, swim some part. But then you also know that the Wendigo is also in the water, so there's a possibility yeah. that there's going to be, an, like, an attack with that. It's a very suspenseful game. Yes, there is a lot of jump scares. Totally worth it, though. And depending on how you want to actually play the characters, you can make them all, like, enemies, or you can... You know, make Ashley and Chris fall more in love or break them up or whatever or make them all best friends and... Yeah, it's really cool because each character has traits and the more you play that character, the more it shows in the way they're speaking. And, like, it changes some of the dialogue as well. Like, if you make them more honest and trusting, they're going to, well, be more honest and trusting in the way they speak. It's It was so well done. I really do enjoy that aspect. It's so subtle, but, like, super massive games, bravo. I think my favorite character, though, is Mike. Like, I know you don't like him because he's supposed to be the mean jock. He really is. He's Nuh-uh. a, like, he's, 
he's the best character because he starts off like kind of like a showboaty guy, but then as the night's going on, you're just like, all right, I'm digging this guy. He goes, like you said earlier, for the wrong character, but I'll let it slide. He goes to the sanatorium, like, somewhere on the mountain, and he befriends a wolf. You get to fight with, like, this guy that has a flamethrower. It's awesome. Okay, so he might have the best story, but that doesn't mean that he's the best character. I was rooting for him the entire game. I know, but you only root for him because of the whole wolf aspect. Well, I mean, that adds (laughs) to it. Wolves are my favorite animal, but, like... You know, other reasons. Yeah, no, he's completely, like, the douchey jock in this. He's just misunderstood. Not really. Yeah. Well, fine, who's your favorite character? I always pick the more pure characters. That sounded creepy and disgusting, the way you said that. (laughs) Just want you to know that. That was the point? Was it, though? Um, I think my favorite character, like I said, it would probably have to be Chris. Because he's supposed to be, like, the nice, sweet, like, kind of nerd. He's the funny guy. Yeah. Funny haha, Funny like a clown. <laughs> yeah. Um, either him or Matt. Matt I see as, like, the good jock. Like, he's literally a jock because he has a Letterman jacket. But he's also, like, the really sweet one. He is whipped by Emily, who's the mean girl. But he's also really sweet. Uh, not if you make him have a bunch of, like, confrontations with Mike. And then Mike is just like, hey, I'm just, I'm just here, man. Well, yeah, but do you remember why there's the confrontation? Like, Mike and Emily used to actually date, but then there's one scene on the mountain when they're first going up that Mike and Emily kind of, I want to say they kiss? No, or they, they really hug close. each other. And that's because Emily lies to Matt and is like, I'm just going to wait here for the other people. Can you go take my bags up ahead? And then he spies on her through a little telescope thing he finds. Well, doesn't spy yeah, well, on her, it's he's, unintentionally. He's with one other character, I want to say. Oh, it's Ashley. Yeah, and then Ashley sees them first, and that's one of her choices of, Telling oh no, I only, I only see trees or deer, or, oh, you have to go see this. So that goes back to show you how Emily is a terrible person in the game. Because she lies to him. But even then, Mike was just like, I just want to make sure we're on good terms. And that's it. And he hugs her. And then they continue on to the cabin. Because, you know, they all have to spend the night together in this cabin. Okay, fine. Mike is not a bad guy. Misunderstood. And And Mike does have the really cute scene with Jessica where they're, like, throwing snowballs at each other. Yeah. Like, having that little war fight. He's the best character. Minus Sam. Hayden Pantier is the other best character. (laughs) I do like Sam. All right, any uh, closing thoughts on Until Dawn? Or is it going to be Until Next Time? I think the only closing thought I have is if you guys have played this, comment, like, subscribe, do whatever you want. Tell us who your favorite character is, uh, what scene scared you more, you know, things like that. Whether you loved or hated the game, we want to hear from you. Yeah, Tori has at least like an eight-point list questionnaire about what you love about the game oh no it's more of those questions now it's like down to 15 oh oh down you mean up to 15 yes (laughs) (laughs) sorry i was messing with you a lot this episode i apologize (laughs) you're so mean to me you're a bad actress i'm not trying to be a good actress right now okay 
That's not true. You're actually a very good actress. You act in all my stuff. <laughs> I was about to say, if I'm a bad actress, what does that show you about your shows? Dang. Well, they are bad. <laughs> actually, speaking of which, uh, our short film that was in the 15 Second Horror Film Festival made it in the top 10 of its category, Biggest Laughs. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I really did love the actual winner of that. Oh my god, yeah, his was so good. Yeah, did you, are you going to post it? Probably not. Probably not? Probably not. Mm. The winner's video is kind of like The Ring, where he's sitting down watching TV, and then you see the, like, the ring girl crawling out of the TV, and then he turns it off, and then the next shot you just see him throwing the television out in the front yard. <laughs> just a big, nope. It's pretty funny. <laughs> I was laughing through that. Yeah, Some were... of the others were kind of, they were good ideas, um, like, I'm... I think one of them was called, like, Clean Sweep or... Clean, Something like that. Clean Cut? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that one was pretty clever. Yeah, they're fun. I love this festival. We'll do it every year. A little 15-second film. Yeah. Love it. It sounds easy. It's actually really hard to edit. It is. <laughs> all right, everyone. We will see you next time. Like and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and all the other good stuff. Thanks for listening. Good night. <laughs>